Welcome in to a free agency edition of Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI. Things are happening. It's tamper time. Teams are tampering. There's time, a lot of tampering going on. Time to tamper. You know, it's, uh, I wouldn't say the Patriots are the busiest team, but they're doing some things. We're keeping our eyes on what they're doing here on day one of the legal tampering window. Free agency officially gets underway on Wednesday, but here's the real day where we start finding out what the Patriots are up to, what teams around the NFL are up to, and what you guys are up to on the phone. 617-779-7937. We'll be taking your thoughts all day long on the Patriots and how they plan to build this team for 2023. What, Mego? I was just laughing at a video that Emerson Latia from DraftKings put out of Jimmy G. Just going to leave it at that. Oh, what is Throwing it? Throwing to Devontae Adams. It's a meme. It's one of those memes. Is he overthrowing him by like 100 yards no, like he did Emmanuel like, Sanders in the Super basically Bowl? basically like drops the ball. And <laughs> hmm. Nice. Well, anyway, not... quarterbacks are moving. Quarterbacks are moving. Jimmy Garoppolo, as Mego just said, is now a Raider. That was pretty significant news that happened in the last 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, Patriots have made a couple of moves. And I'm, I'm less keen on the move. Uh, and this is me, and you guys can, can disagree and feel free to do so. But I'm less keen on the moves they've made. Training Jonu Smith to the Falcons for a seventh-round pick, which frees up about $4 million in cap space, and re-signing Jonathan Jones. Two years, $20 million, $13 million guaranteed. So Smith off the team, Jonathan Jones back. We'll see what they're doing with Jacoby Myers. I- I'm more curious about what they're angling for, why they're making these moves, especially Jonu Smith, a move on the margins. What are they up to? What are they doing? What do you think they're doing, Mego, based on their early start to the tampering window? So it's clear that they wanted to get Johnny Smith off the books. So anybody looking with that goal would call this a win, right? Would call this a good move. A lot of people are going to scoff at the money that they gave him in free agency two years ago and then to get a seventh rounder back. But I think their calculation out of Foxborough was just, we we just got to get him off the books. You know, we just got to get him out of here, clear up some space, uh, find some new direction on the offense. And that's what makes me more optimistic is that it looks like they are trying to open up even more space. This is just $4 million, but then you look at the John Jones deal, and I thought this was interesting. I tweeted out about this, that Doug Kide uh, had, beat writer Doug Kide had the details of John Jones's contract, and the base salary for this coming season is $1.5 million. And the bulk of what he's getting, so he gets $8 million in 2024, $1.5 million this year, and then he has $7.5 million in a signing bonus, which means that in bringing him back, among other things about him, you know, clearly wanting to be back here and everything, I think they're trying to keep a lot of money open right now to give to somebody. Well, good. And I, so that's keeping me a little optimistic I, over here. I hope they do it soon because players are starting to go off the board. What are they up to, Arkan? Jonu Smith out, Jonathan Jones back. Yeah, that's about it. And I think that uh, puts them when the Smith thing saved them four. So that was like $32 million, And now with the one, they're at around $33 million in caps. Is that what you're asking, what they're at a cap, at cap space? No, I'm asking what you think they're doing. What are they doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what I think they're doing basically is either one of two things, either a classic uh, Patriots setting up for – 
a lot of little small moves or, you know, sign their draft picks or whatever it is and just having enough money there and then that extra little $10 million in space, which you know they like to have for in-season stuff, which I could see that too. I'm sort of keeping my eye on it. Whenever I look at the Patriots cap space in a situation like this, I always tend to lop $10 million off because you know that's what they like to do. Um, yeah, or they want to save it for in-season adjustments right. and not spend it all. Yeah. That's always been a really important thing. Bill which is annoying. All the time. That's it annoying. Super annoying, yes. Uh, or there's a move in the pipeline here, or if not a move, maybe a trade that would then follow with an extension and someone that they're not going to need real money for right now today. And I'm really hoping that's what it is. I'm not sure exactly where they're going to go with it. I think that wide receiver is the obvious uh, spot. Bringing Jones back, I think, maybe takes him out of the running for some of the more high-priced corners like Jamel Dean, who I wanted and I still want. But I think that probably will take him out of the running for those guys. I think now it's wide receiver or bust, really, if we're talking about money being spent. But they also have an opening at tight end now, too, and there's some good free agent tight ends out there. There are. Uh, what do you think the Patriots are up to? 617-779-7937. How do you feel about what they've done so far? John U. Smith out for a seventh-round pick. Jonathan Jones back for what I would consider reasonable money. And are you getting nervous with names flying off the board? I'm starting to get there. This is me. I- I'm a panicky kind of guy. But day one of free agency, I go, what's your plan? Are you hitting the ground running? When they spent a lot of money a couple of years ago, they had a plan. They went into it, and they spent aggressively. Are they going to do that to surround Mac Jones? Again, 617-779-7937. They spent on Jonu Smith the day one of free agency a couple of years ago. It's an all-time bust. When Mike Reese calls it an all-time bust, one of your worst signings, it's an all-time bust. And I think there should be a lesson in there that the Patriots are trying to legitimize themselves post-Brady and say, guys will still come here. Guys want to play for Bill. Belichick desperately wanted to prove that to the league by signing a bunch of guys who didn't deserve day one money. And so they panic. Maybe there's a lesson there. The lesson shouldn't be don't sign guys on day one, which is probably the lesson they took from it. The lesson should be sign the actual good players. And I hope they're freeing up space for what I consider the best receiver on the market. DeAndre Hopkins can be had via trade. And Greg Bedard on his podcast late last week, I think this was Friday evening, even, going into the weekend. Some sort of robber here. He made a bold prediction, not about a robber. Not about, uh, you know, getting lost in the weeds defensively. And they're actually rotating to cover three. He made a bold prediction. Dale technique. A bold prediction, Greg, about what the Patriots are going to do. And he said they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins. I'd love to tell people that uh, I have this from eight different sources. I I don't. It's just, it's just a gut feeling I have from, you know, talking to people around the team. And also we talked about, you know, the deal that the Cardinals are looking for and that Hopkins – isn't looking for a new contract, even though we'll, you know, we'll see how that is. Because apparently, I think he's he he has signed uh, with a new agent. I haven't looked that up, but if it's Drew Rosenhaus, you can put it to the bank that he's going to the Patriots. Because Drew loves to play with Bill Belichick. Number one is I think they trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's their veteran move to sort of help Mac Jones. What are you snickering at? That he's like, well, I don't have any informed opinion, but I did talk to people around the team, and here's yes, what they said. Yes, that's exactly what I'm giggling at. Uh, I so you think up- you think it's more informed? Yeah, it sounds informed. Okay, but look, he said he's got a gut feeling well, that he's getting from talking to people around the team. Well, if I was hearing it, I'm sure other people were hearing it. So good. They're getting DeAndre Hopkins. Good, right? I would love that. I'd be, I'd be completely on board. I would love that. Um, I looked up. Because I was curious if I I couldn't find who his new agent, who his new representation is, but it's not listed as Drew Rosenhaus anymore. So well, he I was self represented. He he was like Lamar. He was okay. he was representing himself for the last few years. And I think it's part of the reason 
He hired a new agent because he said, I don't like where this is heading. When we did our three-point plans in the offseason, we all wanted wide receivers. Mega wanted Mike Evans. Arkham wanted Terry McLaurin. I wanted DeAndre Hopkins. Like, this is something they should be doing. This is something they should be in on, especially given the acquisition cost. And the idea should be surrounding Mac Jones, and the idea should be contending now. Phil Perry and Tom Curran talked about this on the Patriots Talk podcast, and I think the craft urgency, that whole piece to it, is an interesting side piece where they're going into free agency, they want to be relevant, they want to win now, and Hopkins would help them do that. Does DeAndre float your particular boat, Phil? Here's what's fascinating about this conversation. I I think it really depends on how much pressure you think is on the organization at large to really show significant improvement in 2023. Mm -hmm. Because he would improve your team in 2023. I don't think there's any question. And if you feel like you've got to get to the playoffs and you've got to make a little bit of noise, long-term soundness of your overall football operation be damned, then yeah, go get him. Second-round pick, fine. He's going to do more for you in 2023 than probably any second-round pick in this year's draft would. And the money, I think, it sounds like, Tom, he's amenable to working on. He has a, a base salary of about $19 million for next year. That would come with him in a trade unless he's willing to work on that. So I, I'm good with that. I just, to me, he's he's not going to be a long-term solution, and you would miss out on a potentially good long-term player in the second round by trading away that pick. I just think there's pressure. I think Robert Kraft wants to win right now, and I think if you want to do that, you got to get somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. Good. I hope so. I hope Phil's right about that, because I've been questioning that, Mego. You know this. Just last week, I'm like, does Robert care that... And who knows? Brady might be going to Miami. That the the Jets might be getting Aaron Rodgers. The AFC is getting better. The Dolphins just traded for Jalen Ramsey over the Does Robert care? And I've been questioning that. Answers like that restore my faith. But ultimately, the proof's going to be in the pudding. they got to get something done. And every second that goes by when they don't get something done, I get a little more nervous. So this is a little more sidetracked. But since it relates directly back to DeAndre Hopkins, what Phil there implied was that by giving up a second round pick and getting DeAndre Hopkins, they would be giving up, I believe the word that he used was like long term soundness yeah. in their Assuming offense. they know how to hit on a second exactly. round pick. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that I, I don't mean to go back to the well of Nikhil Harry and how poorly they've done with weapons recently in the draft, but I mean they're there's nothing to say that they're gonna find a long term option in the draft. Like even in their good drafts, they come out with what? three players maybe maybe maybe. Maybe three players and part of that has been we we say that some of these very recent drafts are successful because these players have to see the field right away because of the state of the roster that's not to say somebody like Ramondre Stevenson isn't a hit like Ramondre Stevenson out of all the recent drafts is definitely a hit I think he's definitely a talent he's great hit but I can't look at it and say, don't go get DeAndre Hopkins because who might you get in the second round? You could be sacrificing the future. Like, I think that's just a bit of a stretch. I hope that's not how they're looking at it. It probably is. That's probably how Bill looks at it. Do we need a one-year shot in the arm? I'm here for three more years before I pass Shula. And I just feel like there's not enough urgency. I hope Phil's right about that, though, Arkan. I hope they're... There is an urgency and an aggressiveness, and a wide receiver like Hopkins is a part of it. Yeah, that would be a, mass, a massive one right there, because that's the that's really the thing that we're all worried about, and that's the one thing that every Patriots fan coming into this season knows. You need to, if you want to have Mac Jones advance and you want him to become the the quarterback of the future, you're going to have to bring in someone who's going to be able to to make this offense go. And this offense right now has just been stuck in in neutral for an entire season. And uh, a big move like that, I think, not only would restore Mac. 
Mac Jones's uh, faith in him, but in the fan base too, everybody I think would embrace something like that. What do you think they're doing? What do you want them to do? Legal tampering window is wide open. The floor is yours. 617-779-7937. Is it a, lines are open. They are. Is it a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins? Is 2021 a cautionary tale, by the way, to get out and spend on day one? I think it is. Don't pay guys who don't belong on day one. Day one money. But I want you signing guys. I want you signing good players or trading for good players and upgrading the roster around Mac Jones. Johnny Smith, one of the biggest free agent busts that Bill Belichick has had during his 20-plus years. Your thoughts on that? Your thoughts on Jacoby Myers maybe back in the fold. Jonathan Jones definitely back in the fold. Again, 617-779-7937. All that and the latest on the Patriots right after trending with Christian Arkin. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Legal tampering has begun in the NFL, and the Patriots are already making some moves. Jonu Smith out the door. He's now an Atlanta Falcon. Patriots get back a seventh-round pick with the trade and save $4 million. Pats also re-signed cornerback Jonathan Jones. It's a two-year deal worth $19 million with 13 guaranteed. According to multiple reports, Jimmy Garoppolo, now an uh, almost an Oakland Raider. How about a Las Vegas Raider? It's a three-year deal worth $67.5 million with $34 million guaranteed. Garoppolo and Josh McDaniels reunited out in Vegas. Old friend Jared Stidham signing a two-year $10 million deal with the Broncos. Former Jets quarterback Mike White assigned a two-year deal with the Dolphins. Chargers running back Austin Eckler has reportedly requested a trade after talks of a contract extension reportedly stalled out. Bruins fell to the Red Wings yesterday, 5-3 your final score. Tough night for Jeremy Swayman. He let in four goals on 25 shots. Bruins have now lost two of their last three. They'll try and right the ship tomorrow night in Chicago when they visit the Blackhawks. Celtics will be seeking their third straight win tonight when they visit the Rockets in Houston. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. Celtics will be going forward this season without one of their top assistant coaches. Damon Stoudemire informed the team today that he's finalizing a deal to become the next head coach of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Uh, the Revolution blanked 4-0 by LAFC last night, and the Free Jacks won their home opener in Quincy Saturday, 34-31 your final in front of a record-setting crowd. And the Red Sox trail the Blue Jays 6-3 your, your score in the bottom of the third inning uh, over in Florida. Hey, Sox fans, it's time for spring training in Fort Myers. Join the team at JetBlue Park, then enjoy waterfront dining, explore parks and preserves, and soak up the sunshine. Tickets are now on sale. Start planning at visitfortmyers.com. I'm Christian Arkin. That's what's trending now. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. Justin Fields will play MVP-level football for the next two seasons. And, and that's what the Bears believe, and this trade helps that. I like the trade for both places. Carolina needed to jump, and now Justin Fields has a chance. I mean, Mike T., when you say he hasn't had a lot to work with, I, I, would, I would argue that like he's had the worst situation in the, in the NFL to work with. Dan Orlovsky on Get Up this morning. And as we were discussing on Friday, I find the juxtaposition with the Bears and their young quarterback next to the Patriots and their young quarterback. Same draft, just a few spots apart. Justin Fields to Chicago at 11. Mac Jones to the Patriots at 15. I find the way the Bears are approaching things this offseason interesting. And I hope the Patriots follow suit. It's not too late to do the same thing. But the Bears went out and added DJ Moore. They, Which we were all basically salivating over oh, Friday. <laughs> I, I, I love DJ Moore. I, I, 
I think him and Hopkins is a good debate. Maybe we can have it. Who would you rather have? Who would be a better Moore? fit for Mac Jones? You'd rather have DJ Moore? Yeah, he's 25. Okay. And I know he's on, he's on a monster contract, but at least it's somebody that you can continue developing. I mean, for DeAndre Hopkins, for all his upside, his last two seasons he's played, I think it combined 19 games. Well, and he he does get hurt. He was he suspended is, for a chunk last year, yeah, but he yeah. was on but, he was on pace he is for on, and then he's on coming up on the wrong side of thirty. So. It's true. So he was on pace for a monster year. I mean, Hopkins came back and was the same exact guy last season. I love DeAndre Hopkins, but I'd probably lean more as well, meaning DJ Moore. And I love what the Bears are doing. They committed to Fields. They're all in on Fields. They're going to surround him. And so DJ Moore is the first domino. We'll see if the Bears do more. They were supposedly going to be in on Mike McGlinchey. He went to the Broncos, the right tackle from the Niners. So they have more work to do as well. But that, I think, is a blueprint. And I hope the Patriots follow suit. What do you want them to do now that the legal tampering window is open? 617-779-7937. And more importantly, what do you think they're doing? Like, we've been talking for a while what they're doing. I am trying to wrap my head around what I think they're going to do. Or, or I've, we've talked a lot about what we want them to do, rather. I am trying to wrap my head around what I think they're doing. And if I had to guess, Mego, they got rid of Jonu Smith because they needed a few extra bucks to bring back Jonathan Jones and bring back Jacoby Myers, and that's going to be their offseason. And I hope I'm wrong about that, but that's what I think they're doing. And that would be beyond disappointing for me. Bring, just keeping your own guys on a team that stunk last year? And it would go back to what Tom Curran told us weeks ago at the Super Bowl. Eh, we have enough here, guys. If they just bring everybody back and make a few tweaks here and there, I would be so, so underwhelmed. We're truly on opposite sides of this because I would like them to bring back Jacoby Myers, but you don't just think the going way to. that the market is set right now for wide receiver, I think he is going to find so much more anywhere else. And Jonathan Jones seems like he took quite a discount by all reports and just by looking at the numbers to come back here and was set on coming back here. Uh, Jacoby Myers, like, I just, they're not going to pay him 15 mil a year. And he might be able to go and get upwards towards that. So I wonder what they're making room for. Um, They have John Jones. I don't think they're going to bring back Jacoby Myers with these numbers. Are they going to go out and get something really spicy like a big tackle. <laughs> I really feel oh, like, nothing spicier I feel than that. like that's what we're looking at. I feel like that's what it's going to be. They're going to go get a big guy. And then maybe well, like, you know, somebody off the scrap heap in terms of a weapon. And I don't know if you feel like getting another big guy is helping Mac Jones enough. Uh, it'll protect him. But what do you think, Arkin? So wait, you wouldn't be disappointed by that? I, I wouldn't. No, I would. It, I mean, oh. we were talking about this off air. You said I you're on the like, opposite end of the spectrum. I thought no, 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 no. On I'm what she thinks they're actually going to do. Gonna, I'm sorry. Like, where right. Jones doesn't want them to bring back Jacoby Myers right. because it, he thinks it would just basically be running it back at, for more money. I would like them to bring back Jacoby Myers. I just don't think they're going to do it. And I don't think they should do it at $15 million, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to go get your guy. Orlando. You think so? Orlando Brown Jr. I don't, I mean, he's extremely expensive too, but if there's someone that they're going to pay, I feel like it would be someone like that. I mean, Maybe. Look, I, it just, not... uh, the Chiefs just got Juwan Taylor. They yes. paid a ton of money for him. 60 guaranteed, 80 of four years. I mean, that's a lot for a tackle, so the tackle market's and, exploding right and now. And McGlinchey got almost 90. I, yeah. I forget what the guarantees are, but he got almost 90, so, I mean, Brown's going to be north of that. I mean, look, however they spend money, I'm going to applaud them for spending money. I hope they spend money in free agency. But an offensive tackle would be a big letdown. Uh, what do you guys want? 617-779-7937. We have more on uh, 
Well, on DeAndre Hopkins coming up as well, which we can get to. But let's start it off with Chris on the Cape, if we could. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for potting him up. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy Good. Monday. Happy Monday. Hey, so I'm pretty excited for the free agency. Um, not too disappointed to see Johnny Smith go. And um, I was sad to see Devin McCourty go. And I'm happy that we do have Jonathan Jones coming back. Uh, so that being said, I really want to go after Jesse Bates in free agency. And then, you know, obviously we do need offensive weapon. But uh, if only there was next Rob Gronkowski out there. Yeah, if only. Uh, I, I, w- I would love that. That I would love. And that I would, that be, I would, uh, that I would be okay with. But the Jesse Bates thing is interesting. We all said on Friday, when Devin McCourty retired, we all said safety's not a big need. It's not mm-hmm. high on my priority list, your priority list, Mego, Arcan, your priority list. And we did read Tom Curran say it's a four out of five in terms of urgency on that scale. It's not a five out of a five, but it's the next tier below. Mike Reese spent the weekend pumping up Jesse Bates as like a Gilmore type of swoop-in move the Patriots would make. Yeah, doing all right. I don't think safety's a big need, Mike. I, I hate to disagree with you, and I love Mike Reese. I don't think safety is a big need, and I've said this a bunch. I don't really care if they spend a dime on defense this offseason. I think they can figure it out with their personnel. I want them channeling their resources around Mac Jones. So spending money, always a good thing. But after I applaud them for that, if they spend it on someone like Bates, I'd say, why didn't you use uh, Y instead of X on offense for a receiver or a weapon for Mac Jones? That's ultimately what I would do. Uh, we may be getting that right now. Houston Texans reporter DJ BNM says that uh, Philip Dorsett, who spent the last two seasons with the Texans, receiving major interest from the Raiders and Patriots. Oh, no. So there you go. <laughs> There's your weapon right there, Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett. Hey, who scored the only touchdown uh, in the playoffs? Uh, receiving touchdowns. It was Philip Dorsett in that 2018 playoff oh, run. Oh, boy. The only receiver? Receiving touchdowns. I think Dorsett's the only one. Oh, yeah, it's true. Gronk set, him up. Gronk set up my man Sony at the mm-hmm. uh, at the two-yard line. That's he right. didn't actually score. So Couldn't have done it without Dorsett. So, I, 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 again, I don't need them beefing it up on defense, and I don't need Philip Dorsett. What do we What do we make of the Johnny Smith stuff, though? Like, he brought up Rob Gronkowski. You're not finding a Gronk uh, uh, 2.0. You're not finding a Gronk replacement, but... Johnny Smith was such a bust. And, you know, again, for Mike Reese to call him one of the biggest busts, and I'll find the exact tweet from Reese, but it's like, whew, like that's not the kind of guy you want going after you. If I say it, whatever. Reese, worst free agent signings of the Belichick area, era. Antonio Brown, Jonathan Finene, who I, I believe never even made Forgot the team. about Finene. Yeah, yeah, that was, a, yeah. That was an awful deal. And then Johnny Smith. He's got those as his top three. So even Reese is ripping it. He John- doesn't have Sanu on there? Uh, he does not. That wasn't a free agent. Sorry, oh, no. that's true. Uh, so, Jonu Smith, 55 catches over his two years in New England. That he, many. He netted out as like a little over 500 yards, 294 and 245. He had one touchdown. So, like, that's a guy they that identified. That also seems high, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> they identified as a day one guy. And my fear is, and it's why I like hearing Phil Perry go, oh, well, the Patriots still have urgency. Jonathan Kraft has urgency, or Robert Kraft, excuse me, the Krafts, have urgency to go out on day one and do this. My fear is they say, we spent a lot on day one, and that was stupid. You don't you don't jump in with both feet and make a big splash. That's dumb. And if that's the lesson they learned from 2021, they're dumb. The lesson should be, don't sign day two, three, four guys on day one. And maybe John U. Smith was that. Other guys would have signed him. Matthew Judon definitely was that. But they also signed Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. And uh, who was the defensive lineman that they brought in that year? Godchow. Yes, sorry. That's another one. Yes, Godchow. 
Um, the guy who used Jaylen to do the Mills. Jets, Henry Anderson, Jalen Mitt. Like, they signed all these guys who aren't day one guys. That should be the lesson. Don't overpay bad players, but bring in the good guys. Well, Go focus on the good guys. That should be their lesson. The overwhelming lesson from that is you can't build the foundation of your team through free agency. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You have to do it through the draft. Like, if you're building a foundation for your team, you've I mean, got to go the, through the draft. The Rams aren't building through the draft, and they're tearing things they're, down they, now, but they, they right. want a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl, and now they're a mess. Right, but they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I look, I I just think that what the way that they had to go about free agency a couple years ago was because that roster was in such awful shape, uh, directly related to the drafting that they did for years. And so the position that they're in now with their free agent money I'm I'm I agree with you. Like don't shy away from the day one guy signing or just signing on day one. It's to me it's don't spread the money out to overpay a bunch of kind of mediocre or just slightly above mediocre guys. Go all in on one or two exactly. guys. Exactly. You don't need to fill out the entire roster now. And that's why even like with Mike Reese saying, Okay, go get, you know, a safety because Devin McCourty is retired now. I'm like you know, I understand your safety room may not be perfect. It may not be the best in the league, but why not push all your money towards one really elite, talented guy because you don't have that on this on this at all outside of Matthew Judon. What do you think they're doing at tight end, Arkan? Are they gonna are they gonna target one Dalton Schultz? Are they gonna target one of these free agents or are they gonna do it during the draft? I bet you they draft the tight end again. You know, I bet you they go back into the draft and Good. try that. Probably even later than the third round. They're good you know? at that. I would uh, I would imagine that's probably where you're going. There are some good Gasecki, uh, Schultz. There's some there's some intriguing names out there in the free agent tight end market. But I'm just if I'm them, I'd be hesitant to you know go back into that with uh, with both feet, especially if you think there's you know some prospects out there in the draft. Then again, I don't know if I trust them to make those picks either. After uh, uh, Asi Asi and yeah, uh, the other and Keen, guy. I, yeah. like it's it, just because they made some mistakes doesn't mean I don't want them to do it. But that's what I'm saying. I I don't know that I need the two tight end offense anymore. Like, are we just running back the Bill O'Brien two tight end offense from when he was here? I like, mean, he's the guy who ran it, so, you I know. understand, but they had Gronk. True. They had ridiculous personnel. Hunter Henry's fine. He's nothing special. And now Jonu Smith is gone. So I, I don't know that that's how I want to build the offense either. Well, like the caller said, if they can find the next Rob Gronkowski in the draft, they should probably do that. But they <laughs> this is part of their problem, too. They're like, we don't want to pay a receiver, so we'll load up at tight end. Well, great. You paid two tight ends. How'd that work for your offense? Expect the Bengals to rattle Mahomes. Don't overthink it. It's only one of the guys. Take a page out of the Gronk playbook and don't overthink it. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel and save money on two tight ends instead of paying one receiver. You should have paid one receiver a few off-seasons ago. They didn't. They paid two tight ends, and they're not that guy because there aren't any more of those guys. Logan is in Portland. Go ahead, Logan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, calling from Portland, but I'm from Kentucky. And I just think that we do need to go ahead and sign a star because Belichick has been convinced for too many years that he can do everything through the draft and do everything with budget picks, and now it's just not working. We don't have Tom Brady anymore. We can't make it happen with anybody. Well, that's my fear about the 2021 free agency spending spree. Like, oh, look, it wasn't about Brady. People want to come play for Bill. People still want to be a Patriot. I think they were gung-ho on sending that message, and that's why they overpaid all those guys on D1. Uh, day one. That's why they went for Jalen Mills, and that's why they went for Godchow and Aguilar and Bourne and Henry Anderson and all these guys who are not day one guys to prove a point. 
Wasn't that transparent in the moment, though? Yes. That, that, that they were just giving the bag to everybody? Yes. And that that's why they were coming to New England? It's but, not, I but mean, for like, like they half say a, year. a bunch of flowery things once they're signed about how excited they are to play for Bill Belichick and, you know, look up at the banners and Gillette Stadium and everything. But you go, a lot of these guys, unless... The, the thing that really is that I would like to hear more about is how they got Jonathan Jones to take the hometown discount because he's not that, that good. he was so desperate because to come he's back not for. that good but he could have gotten he could have gotten more outside so what he do you think he could have gotten more he wants to play for bill I, he wants to Arkin win a championship we're talking about this like i don't understand I, i'm not saying that this is like the worst place to play i'm not saying that at all i can understand like it's hey i love living here okay like i love new england but he seemed very hell-bent on coming back to new england like I, i'm not sure what if he just loves the d- defense here that much, you, you no got idea. your hands in the air. That's what I'm talking about. You get all like, four seasons. I just, here. I don't. To me, it's more. I, I don't think he's I'm, that good. That's I'm why he doesn't cost that much. He's not that he good. He could get more elsewhere. Maybe he just likes the way that that he's treated here. He likes Maybe. Gerard Mayo that much. Like, I, I'm really sitting here instead of going. Yeah, players are always going to go where they can get more Maybe. money. That's a draw. That's business. But then I look at someone like John Jones, who is post Brady era. Why is he dying to come back to New England? Maybe he's one of the Patriots players that Bill loves, which is he was undrafted and he feels indebted to Bill, and so Bill got him to take less. Maybe. I mean, it didn't have, work with J.C. Jackson. Though, no, did it, it? no, it didn't work it with J.C. Jackson, uh, but I'm sure they took the same approach with J.C. Jackson. 617-779-7937. You guys can jump in there. Can I hear um, – I want to hear a few more clips on DeAndre Hopkins because Phil Perry and Tom Curran on the Patriots Talk podcast really dove in. On Hopkins, who again, Bedard made a bold prediction and said, it's happening, the Patriots are getting Hopkins. Not reporting it as a done deal, Quickly but predicting out. it. I think it's man coverage, and it is. Hopkins against man coverage, you, it would be a sight to be seen. But so, they elaborated on this, and I found it interesting. Phil Perry, on what he's heard about DeAndre Hopkins and uh, his attitude and work ethic. Listen, you bring somebody like DeAndre Hopkins in, Tom, and you make him your highest paid player on the team. Like, there, there, are, there are locker room dynamics that go along with that, you know, it, are you sure you want to give him that sort of status? The second he walks into the building, a guy who is, you know, the way he's been described to me, people who know him and been around him is, he's sort of just perennially disgruntled. <laughs> right. Like he's just, there's always something going on with him. And I think you have to put up with that uh, to a degree to bring somebody like that into your locker room, but that would be worth considering. Okay. Is that worth it? Like, I think Hopkins is worth it even with his disgruntled attitude, but I don't hear that and say, Bill guy. I hear that and say, Bill's not going to want to go near it. Yeah. I mean, between Bill and Bill, I mean, let's keep O'Brien in there because there is the history there that they had in Houston that they they didn't end well. But I also look at your locker room, and we're not talking about, like, the Bruins where it's like, oh, don't add another person because it might screw up the chemistry and that whole crazy argument. It's like, well, you need the talent. Like, to me, it comes down to the talent. Maybe this guy's kind of a pain in the ass, but hopefully you can let him just be like an echo chamber of himself if he's complaining about something. Yeah, I I would, again, I would roll the dice. I, I wish the Patriots would open up on this a little bit more. Like, bring in a guy who can be a bit of a problem, but can play. Like, what is a problem? So, perennial Per- He's perennially, perennially disgruntled. disgruntled. We've heard in the like, past that, he doesn't always want to practice, yeah, like that so sort of thing. A, he can just be a pain in the ass yes. and he can be a negative Nancy. Sure. Okay. As long as you're not like... That's worth it, right? There's been worse things in the Patriots locker room at times with big talents. Yes. Let's leave it at that. Yes. So I, I hope they do it. I want them in on it. What does Tom Curran think of their draft approach here? Or I'm sorry, 
off-season approach as it relates to receiver and DeAndre Hopkins? There was, the opinion has been floated that the Patriots have to make a splash. Yes. They got to somehow impress upon their fans that they're serious about 2023 in a way that they hadn't been previously. Yes. And I think the best way to show you're serious about it is to win the games. But I think that there's a notion that exists between the draft and free agency that if the Patriots don't go out there walking in like Vince McMahon on that gif, then they're not really in the market. They've already done it. They signed the guy that they need to do And his name, ladies and gentlemen, is Bill O'Brien. That's the move they needed to make. Otherwise, just slow play it. Get yourself a safety and free agency, a mid-tier guy. And uh, just call it a day. More safety talk yeah. there. Yeah. Reese, Curran, they all they all want a safety on this team. He says mid-tier. Reese is shooting a little bit higher. But that's my fear. And he disagrees with Phil Perry. Bill O'Brien is not enough. And ultimately... That's such a Patriots-ass take. Like, <laughs> get excited because you have an offensive coordinator. No. It's like, no crap. Every team in football has one except right. the Patriots right. last, last year. Last year they said, don't, don't worry tell about me the you offensive get excited coordinator. About don't worry about the offensive coordinator was the tail last offseason. Yeah. Now it's like, we're all set. We don't need anything because we have an offensive coordinator, which you're a whole year behind. Which last year we didn't need. Right. So <laughs> it's like, Tom's ultimately right. If they win games, we're not going to care what they did in free agency. True. Do you think they're in a better position to win games? Going after Philip Dorsett and not DeAndre Hopkins or bringing back Jonathan Jones and maybe even Jacoby Myers while subtracting Jonu Smith. Does it feel like they're closer to winning those games? 617-779-7937. We'll get to your feedback and we'll see what else is going on around the rest of football and the division and what it means for the Patriots. Spoiler alert, it's not good. Next. Now back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. A big splash for the Miami Dolphins. Sources say they are trading for Rams All-Pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey, a deal that has really been in the works for about the last month or so. It was on, then it was off again, and then today it heated up really quickly. It is a third rounder and a tight end named Hunter Long going to the Los Angeles Rams for Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey gets the final two years of his contract, which averages $20 million per year. He gets those fully guaranteed, so he gets taken care of in a way that the Rams were unlikely to do. Ian Rappaport yesterday, after the Dolphins swing a deal for Jalen Ramsey, third-round pick and former Boston College tight end Hunter Long. Kind of nothing, right, Mego? Like, that's, that's nothing for what at least used to be one of the top corners in football. Yeah. And now he's in your division another elite talent like I, I feel like I just keep hammering that but I look at the Jets defense now look at the Dolphins defense yep. and sure we'll touch on this again but they've got Xavier Howard they've got Bradley Chubb just they got big names and I, nothing to take like I'm not taking anything away from Matthew Judon he's a big name for you but this is elite talent in the rest of your division well and they're going to be doing this, I think, in addition to quarterbacks. We're going to see, at least with the Jets. Maybe I'm, I'm questioning it more with the Dolphins these days now that names are starting to move around. Miami could still be in on Lamar Jackson, I guess. They could still be in on Brady, I hope. But most likely, it looks like the Dolphins are going back to Tua. The Jets are still in on Aaron Rodgers, we think. 617-779-7937. You guys okay. can weigh in on what the Patriots are doing. What, what, is, what do you think is going on with Rodgers? Because I, I think the quarterback dominoes that are playing out Garoppolo to the Raiders, 
Mike White, the former backup in New York, going to Miami, I guess probably to be a backup to Tua, which is not a bad spot to be if you're the backup quarterback. You might end up playing a lot, as the Dolphins found out last year. I think these secondary quarterback dominoes are telling you Rodgers is going to the Jets, but I'm trying to will that one to happen, so maybe I'm missing something. What's your read on it? It appears that way. I will say, if you don't know what's going on, I think maybe you should just not be on Twitter. Like, if you're supposed to be a trusted source... Oh, you're right. I don't think I thought you, you meant me. I'm like, Twitter. I never know what's going <laughs> no, on. No, I'm saying these, the insiders. Yes. Like, I woke up this morning and I retweeted... Who did I retweet? I retweeted somebody because it was just a hilarious tweet about uh, not everybody having no idea where Rogers was oh, going. Oh, I just, I just backed away from that tweet, actually. Yeah, give me, give me a second. I'll tell you who it was. But there was I've a- got it. It's uh, Rob Demofsky. He said, we're an hour away from the start of... He's a Packers reporter for ESPN. We're an hour away from the start of free agent negotiating period and I'm told neither the Packers nor the Jets know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do and I'm like that's hilarious so I retweeted it and then I see other people coming out of the woodwork being like okay I think between Aaron Rodgers the Jets and the Packers everybody knows exactly what's gonna happen I tend to believe and then that there's but other yes. tweets coming out from Jersina Anderson being like the mood in New Jersey is anxiously calm. And I'm like, what? Is, and then it's like, hashtag Jets. I'm like, that what, what is happening what here? What is anxiously calm? Exactly. Like, none of this means anything. Anxiously calm is like my whole vibe. That's my whole vibe. I'm just anxious. I'm trying to be calm on the surface, but I'm just anxious. I feel that's my whole. That's my whole vibe. That's Don't ask. I think my vibe would be like, anxiously distracted. <laughs> this is definitely how I live my life. But In I, my head, I'm calm, but I know I'm just very anxious. To me, it still feels like completely a coin flip like he's such a wild card you think it's a coin flip yes it's either retirement or jets so he's leaving 50 million dollars on the table instead of playing for the jets i mean crazy for thinking that yes i think so i think you are i asked arcan but hang on i I think it's crazy to leave 50 million dollars on the table it is crazy and aaron Rodgers is crazy not that crazy he was dating a woman named Blue the He Earth. likes you. He likes you to think he's crazy and doesn't like certain things. What was her name? Blue. Blue of the Earth. world. Oh, sorry. Blue the world. Blue what the world. What's her name? There's Blue of Earth. Is her Blue name. of Earth is her name. I, I like Megan's better. I think it's Blue little... the Earth. <laughs> it's like Blue world, of Earth. It's like world be free. But so like he wants you to think a certain thing. But, like, he cares about $50 million. Like, the whole idea of his back and forth with Green Bay was just to get more money out of him the last couple of years. Now he's going to tap out of that. So, look, if the Jets end up with nothing, you know, holding the bag at the end of the day, and they can't even get Garoppolo, and what are they going to do? Well, then that's the most... Jets feel good that Aaron Rodgers could be their quarterback this season. It's the most Jets thing ever, but I I think they're going to get him. I think there's way, way, way too many signs pointing to them getting getting him, but maybe I'm, I'm off on that. But you, you're with Mega Arcan. You think he's retiring? Uh, I, I think say, I said he, it's a 50-50. Well, go 51-49 for me. What do you think he's doing? Me? Yes. Or Arcan? Either it was one. Arcan's turn. I uh, think that he's probably going to keep playing if you're asking for me. For the Jets. But I don't think that I – well, for the Jets, yeah, I think. I also think that there's been a few times where this has gone down. The Packers washed their hands. Rodgers was out the door. Everybody sort of, you know, had gone their separate ways. And then what do you know the next day? He's right back there at Lambeau Field. And he's, you know, uh, having a press conference wait, wait, about wait. how happy it is to be a Packers. So still, you so. think that he's he could still be a Packer? Because I do think I'm that, Because I'm with yes. Jones that I yeah, think that door is closed. I think, that, I think that's still possible. I do. I, I don't know I, if the Packers want him right now. They don't. Now. They, they, the they'll point. come out and say they don't. And he'll say, I don't want to go back there. And then they end up together. It's happened before. It has. I don't think he's going back to Green Bay. 
Uh, but again, the division's getting better. Jalen Ramsey to Miami. I think Rodgers is going to the Jets, but it's only what I think. Apparently, the Packers and Jets have no idea, which I don't buy. 617-779-7937. Mike's on the Cape. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, how's it going? I think moving Johnny Smith was a smart move. I think it freed us up some space, and now we can grab the next Rob Gronkowski, number 87, Michael Meyer. Thank you. Okay, so he's the, uh, the rookie out of Notre Dame. Uh, and he's one of a couple of guys who could go in the first round. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the other I one like is. Kincaid, Kincaid out of Utah, out of Utah right? Utah, yeah. So there are tight ends that you could take in the first round. Uh, if that's their plan, fine. I'll applaud them for it then. In the meantime, trading John New Smith to save $4 million bucks, my fear, because $4 million, like, I didn't want John New Smith on the team. I don't need him on the team. But let's not also pretend $4 million is a lot of money. No. It's not. It's something that helps you on the margins, although the Patriots already came in with some of the most cap space in the NFL which is why I asked earlier, what do you think they're angling for? What do you think they're doing? And to me, I would guess, it's just a guess, they already brought back Jonathan Jones. They needed a little more wiggle room to really extend themselves to keep Jacoby Myers. I bet their splashes, their big off-season moves, are Myers and Jonathan Jones are back, meaning Jacoby Myers, not Michael Meyer. And that's what they end up doing. And I would find that to be underwhelming. Doesn't mean they're going to suck, but I would find that to be underwhelming. It wouldn't be the splash that we're looking for. Definitely I don't think it aligns with most of the three-point plans or the three-step plans that we made a couple no. of weeks ago. Do you want to revisit those real quick? I don't have mine up. I'll, I'll, I'll I go. know Jacoby Myers was in mine, but my dream man, Mike McClinchy, is already gone so you from wanted, the offensive line. You so. wanted them to trade for Mike Evans, a wide receiver, which we were all on board with getting a wide receiver, and we all wanted trades. We you, all had our own version. You wanted yeah. Evans. I wanted Hopkins. Arcand uh, wanted to trade and extend Terry McLaurin. You wanted a right tackle, Mego. I wanted Mike McClinchy. Mike McGlinchey, but you said sign a new right tackle. You you put in parentheses Mike McGlinchey, but you want a tackle. Orlando Brown would be an upgrade yeah. from McGlinchey. So I that's mean, still in I, play. At that point, I thought Orlando Brown was going to get the franchise tag. And you wanted Jacoby Myers. Yes. That was your that was your quick fix plan for the Patriots this offseason. So I'd say yours is still in play, not McGlinchey specifically, but they can trade for a receiver. They can bring oh, back Myers. that photo again. A right tackle is in play. <laughs> oh, there you go. Very oh, rude. good. Oh, yes. And if you're yeah. watching along on Twitch, I didn't realize that uh, Zeke had Listen these ready up, to go. fellas. Great, great work, Zeke. <laughs> Uh, you can watch the show anytime via our live streams. What have I got up streams. my sleeve? It's a right tackle. <laughs> watch on our live streams via Twitch or YouTube. You can see Mego's headshot there. That is. Uh, you can find uh, EEI on Twitch.tv or YouTube.com. So there's her three-point plan. Arcand, you, uh, again, wanted Orlando Brown. Still yep, in play. Still there. You wanted Jamel Dean, although the Patriots brought back Jonathan Jones. I'd Maybe say that's moving. very unlikely. Maybe but they're moving him to possible. safety. Yep. Maybe. He's a corner from Tampa. And trade and extend Terry McLaurin. So yours is all in play. Where's Belt Loop Jones? Uh, here we go. You want to see Belt Loop Jones? That's Arcan hey, in a jacket that's Jones. too small for him. That's right. Uh, Ken's jacket. And there's you in a very natural pose. Yes, I was told that nothing looks more natural <laughs> than putting your finger through the belt no, loop. Nothing does. Nothing. That's that's as casual as it gets right there. Definitely doesn't make your butt look big. Which with again, your I do. Popping out like that. Mego did say it looks like I got a little junk in the trunk, <laughs> which I uh, I'm, wor- I'm working with a little something there. It looks like you're signaling someone in like a sex club. It is you true. Know, like yeah, it's I'm like down hey, with the belt loop thing. I'll you see know? Like, <laughs> Hey, come meet me in the bathroom, sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I wanted them to trade for a stud wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Draft another receiver, and my big idea was trade Mac. And draft a quarterback, which at the time I felt was Anthony Richardson. You can't get him at 14. And I'd say with Garoppolo going to the Raiders, you're probably not trading Mac anywhere because who else would want him? 617-779-7937. All your thoughts on the Patriots, their offseason, what you want them to do, your thoughts on what they've done so far. Anything happens, we'll be sure to update you on it. We'll start to mix in some other thoughts. A busy weekend for the Celtics. Jason Tatum says he doesn't want to be MVP, but he totally does. And also Marcus Smart with another scuffle. All that coming up.